Welcome to the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast. Where the purpose of the podcast is always to make me money. I say that because we're not like these athletes who say, oh, I do it for the people. I do it for the fans like Trevor Bauer did. And fans try to get autographs from him. He brushes them off because he's there for the money. He should be honest, in my opinion. And that's what this podcast is about because there's so many people lying about how to make money in sports betting. Uh, they lie about the value, what value equation is. You can look at my Twitter. I pinned it exactly what the value equation is. And it's for us really to make money. I've had great feedback, great tips from the podcast audience as the podcast continues to grow exponentially. And that's a great thing about sports betting. It's very communal. It's very social. Because we're not only competing against other bettors, we're competing against the casino. We're competing against the public, and when you're in the middle of a pandemic recession, uh, there's nothing wrong with giving away free information that we both can benefit from and enjoy uh, watching the games. It's a very, it's very educational. There's very much a tutorial on betting on uh, college basketball, betting on pro football. We had a very successful season, and. Every podcast is a business meeting, right? And a business meeting has to have a purpose. So we got the purpose, which is to make money. The outcome is that, you know, 80% of people lose at this. And we're consistently winning throughout the two years. If you listen to the podcast. Uh, and you're listening to the podcast. And most people lose. Like I said, 80% of people lose. And we've been winning. I've been winning for 12 years. My wife hasn't bought gasoline. It hasn't been non-betting dollars since 2011. And we're sharing it, right? We have a the we have the practice of abundance. There's a, this $1 trillion betting market. There's money for everybody. And we get to collaborate, right? Because capitalism is about collaborating, leading to innovation, leading uh, to money in in abundance and happiness enjoy uh, watching the games on this podcast that we're gonna focus on it's really the third in a series where we talk about uh, how to make money and the fundamentals of betting on college basketball games and for the last 11 years I've won a lot of money betting college basketball games and about a lot of groceries, a lot about gasoline, paid for vacations. So that's what really it's about. It's about results. And to that end, in the episode notes, it's really a perspective. So we're going to take a legitimate financial uh, markets, financial industry process 
and transparency to keep it 100% real all the time, right? Whatever you track and measure, you improve its performance 10 to 20%. So in the episode notes, really a prospectus, and we track everything, and we give you the number numbers and the percentages. So 52.5% is break-even. We're at 70 to 80%. Uh, college basketball, usually when we get to the playoffs of the NBA, we have a high percentage. And we just you can listen to it on the podcast. The last two years of the podcast, we've been in the mid-60s with NFL, and most people aren't. So this is a gift that we're giving to society and to people who watch sports, like to bet on sports, because really at the end of the day, uh, especially if you own a business, you have a family, 80% of your time has to be in revenue generating generating activity. Now that uh, in about 42 states, sports betting has been legalized. So the, the highest, best use of your time watching games, being able to monetize games. So we're going to go over uh, a few of the items that... As I've been watching the games, I've been reminded a little bit that are key to making money as we do our research for the NCAA tournament. And now with our Pac-12, we're back close to uh, 70%, 52.5% break even. And remember, it's compound interest between 70 and 52.5. You consistently hit that. You consistently hit compound interest and your money grows. So the number one thing we're going to look at is uh, offensive rebounding. Offensive rebounding equals a turnover. Uh, Dan Wright, Hall of Fame basketball coach in St. Petersburg, Florida, Lakewood High, where I graduated, said that. Then I heard it from uh, Norm Sloan, who took many teams to the Final Four, North Carolina State, Florida, back in the day. And offensive rebound, if you give out, Give up an offensive rebound that equals a turnover. So you want to look at teams who are good or potentially good in the tournament, offensive rebounding, and coaches that have systems to create offensive rebounding. That makes such a big difference in the NCAA tournament, especially in the round of 32 and then the round of 16, where teams are playing tired, both mentally and physically, right? They're all hyped up for the Thursday or the Friday night game. They win, they're still hyped up. They can't sleep the next day, and it's really a battle of attrition, right? The the second game of a weekend during the NCAA tournament. So offensive rebounding becomes very important. Teams that are long, that's very important. Uh, coaches who have good plays after a timeout. So we use business and financial concepts to make money uh, watching games. And we use business and financial concepts to get us there. I got an MBA, uh, securities licenses. So I, I apply that to the thought process of picking games. And you have what we talk on the podcast a lot of, which is fundamental analysis. Big war between Wall Street bets and fundamental analysis. Fundamental analysis deals with higher level thinking is long-term thinking. Salesmen think short-term Businessmen think long-term. So in fundamental analysis, one of the elements in there, one of the tests when you're evaluating a stock, a security, or a company is corporate governance. So corporate governance in college basketball is going to be your head coach, your head assistant, 
and the AD, the athletic director. And I remember listening to Trick Hearn in the Lakers years ago. Trick Hearn said um, 30 years ago, coaches who have good plays coming off of timeout, that's how you know they can coach. All right. So look for that. I know Andy Infill at USC has gotten really bad, good at that. Also look at inbounds plays. Teams that have great set plays coming out of the inbounds, you know that's a good coach. That's a team to watch during the NCAA tournament. Is a, who we'll talk about later. So we're going to go through concepts that you have to look at that combine with the past two podcasts when you're evaluating who's going to win, who's going to cover in the NCAA tournament. Regular season is different because the game planning is different. Conference tournament is different as well until you get to the later rounds, and the same rules apply. So offensive rebounding, coaches who have good plays coming out of timeout, and good inbounds plays, good set inbounds plays. That's something you want to take note of, of teams you want to put your hard-earned money on uh, during the NCAA tournament. Uh, another aspect to look at is something that's made us a lot of money through the years. It made us a lot of money during the NFL season, college football, and it's making us a lot of money with the NCAA right now, which is revenge games. So if a team lost to another team in the NCAA tournament last year, all right, you want to bet for them. Or if a team had a bad NCAA tournament, but they have, you know, they're a Villanova-type team with Coach Wright. Uh, you want to know they're going to cover the next year because they have everything planned out in detail. Offensive rebounding, coaches who have good plays coming out of a timeout, revenge games, or revenge against the whole tournament. Uh, they, you know, every couple of years, Villanova has a run. So if they lost in the second round last year, look – for them to bounce back. Kansas is kind of the same way. So that's research we have to do as uh, things have been crazy for the most part. Now, something I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast that we're going to add is we are going to go through. Uh, next week, we'll have 16. This week, we'll have the top 10 teams to look out. I call them the betting top 10. Next week, will be the betting top 16. So these are teams that kind of hit the dots on concepts we look for, for covering for us uh, in certain games and being able to lock in on them with the factors that I've mentioned in the last uh, four, uh, last, yeah, last two podcasts. This will be the third one. Number one on my list is the Irvine Anteaters uh, with Coach, I forgot his first name, I think it was Russell or something. Uh, he coached in the NBA. He's a great coach. Uh, he He's not going to lose two in a row to the same team. He makes great adjustments. Uh, so look for Irvine. When they lose the second game of the series, look for them to cover. And on the margins, all things being equal, Irvine has an advantage because of coach. He does a great job. Next team we're going to look at is your Villanova Wildcats, uh, Coach Wright, the aforementioned Coach Wright. That team looks tight, all right? So that's the team you want to follow. And look at those lines. 
and make a determination whether uh, those lines are inflated or is it a situation where coaches uh, earmarking this game has this game circled on his calendar is going to 100% cover. Number three on my list, and, and remember, this list is teams that aren't easy because nothing's ever easy. Highest level in probability theory is 80%. So with that being said, these are teams that check a lot of the boxes. You're going to have a chance, the highest level, uh, optimum level of chance of covering by doing your research. And the number one, two rule of betting is always do your research. And we have a link to the top 10 rules of betting in the episode notes. All right. So look at UCLA. UCLA has not covered all year. And in the first podcast, that was kind of a tutorial. Defensive teams do not cover when they have high spreads. So UCLA has been winning a lot of games. They have a high spread. Uh, but they're a defensive team. They do not cover as favorites, but they do cover as dogs. So that concept for 100%, got to keep it in your back pocket for the NCAA tournament. Oregon and Coach Dana Altman, they, for the most part, cover at the end of the season. Earlier in the season, they're always developing their guys. Coach Altman kind of plans them for them to peak at the end, and they always do. I thought it was a little bit too early for them last weekend to get Saratoga. I was wrong. They, they they beat Arizona on a late three. Game could have gone either way, but you could tell Coach Altman had his guys ready to go. Uh, the USC Trojans and Coach Andy Enfield. Andy Enfield is an independently wealthy guy. He started a tech company early on. Became independently wealthy. He was bored. Decided to coach basketball. Became the shooting coach for Florida State, the Florida State Criminals, and then he took Florida Gulf Coast to the round of 16. He's been slowly developing that USC program. He had his head assistant. He was making five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand dollars a year, nabbed by the FBI uh, in that scandal. Uh, he like the smart man that he is, had a buffer to keep him away from this madness. But uh, for that reason, I think uh, uh, he married Miss America. The guy's a winner. Uh, I, he has the number one draft pick right now. And his shooting coach, uh, Chops, looks good with those guards he has. They're shooting the ball well. Uh, they got that inside-out game. Uh, and they've been covering all year. So that's a team to watch. But at some point, there's always something missing with them. And it's, you know, the fact of their shady behavior. However, I think they're, they're going to be undervalued in the NCAA tournament. The team that I was very excited to watch earlier in the season, for me, uh, November, December, January, I'm really scouting and looking for uh, teams and research for the NCAA tournament. And one team that I was very impressed with was Xavier. But in this crazy year, it's hard to measure teams because Xavier's played like two games in the last couple months. They're 11 and 2. They have a lot of talent. I like their young coach. And Xavier's the team that always does well in the NCAA tournament. That Cincinnati area, man, they must, they must, they have a lot of talent. Uh, all the coaches that go to Xavier, Coach Xavier, end up getting upper level uh, 
power five jobs. And uh, the kid they have there now looks the same. They got a really good team. Uh, they got big men, a lot of good big, big men at Xavier. And I like the energy, the, the style they have, the kind of energy, good vibes they have. Uh, when I watched them earlier in the season, uh, very interested in them. Going to watch them. I think that they're going to cover a lot as those lines are going to be inflated the other way. And But, you know, only playing a couple games in a couple months, that has to be crazy. All right. So number seven is Michigan State. Izzo, he's like Altman. He wants his team ready to go late in the season. They're in the bubble for the NCAAs. I think they're going to make it because of uh, name recognition, PR, and uh, they're, they're good ratings. So look for Michigan State to cover on the margins. Another team to look at is Iona. Rick Patino again, corporate governance. Rick Patino uh, been to the Final Four a bunch of times, won a couple uh, national titles, uh, coached in the NBA. He's doing it because he loves coaching, and he can do business at Iona. Um, are they going to win the the conference tournament? Who knows? It's going to be good, but they're a team you got to look at as far as covering the spread, and uh, maybe an inflated line the other way. Maybe you watch it. Now remember the second, uh, I think the fourth or fifth rule of betting in an article is never bet blindly. But now with, you know, the proliferation of college basketball everywhere, uh, you can get, you know, a program for or a package for fourteen ninety nine. You can watch all the college basketball games. It's really worth it if you're betting on the games. So Rick Pitino at Iona, watch the team they, they're going to play next and see if it's a inflated, inflated line because of Pitino or does Pitino have an edge? However, again, it's a team that checks a lot of those dots, and you know Rick Pitino, Izzo, Dana Altman, really McCronin, all these guys are going to have uh, their teams peaking at the end. What that means for us, we monetize that. And because they lost games, you know, uh, moving forward, right, especially after they lose a the game, the, the, the price, right, the line is going to be in our favor. With these teams. Again, I don't think Patino's gonna lose two in a row. I don't think he's gonna not cover two times in a row. San Diego State is our number nine team in our list of our top ten teams to bet on and research their bet. So San Diego State again, they want to peak late in the season. They're a defensive team. So what does that mean? On the margins, games are gonna be under. And again, as a dog, you want to pick San Diego State all day. As a favorite, you want to stay away from them because they are a defensive team. And our number 10 and final team in the top 10 teams to bet on and to research for the NCAA tournament is your St. John's Redmen. Uh, Mikey Anderson, uh, 60 Minutes of Hell. Again, defensive team, even though they run up and down the court, you want to win the defenses. You want to win with turnovers. Auburn is another team you want to put in there. Now, the caveat for Auburn, St. John's, all right, uh, to some extent, San Diego State, they'll extend the floor a little bit. 
is that they're deep teams. And remember, you want to look at depth in the NCAA tournament for the round of 32 and the round of 16 to bet on the teams with extra depth and Auburn, St. John's teams that press, play full court, play 10 guys. Uh, their whole system, these are coaches that make millions of dollars, is predicated on wearing down the other team. All right. So the Auburn Tigers, we're going to add there, is our number 11 best teams to bet on. All right. The checks all the boxes we are looking for. All right. So let me know anything you need on our Twitter. We've been giving you all the Pac 12 games. We're at 70%, 52.5% at break even, but equal amounts in all games and profit as we do our best to eliminate income inequality, uh, financial illiteracy, right? Giving you business and financial concepts in order so you can monetize and have fun watching games. All right. We always close with Winston Churchill. We not only talk the talk, we walk the walk. We give you free picks. No need to pay $300 to action sports. No need to pay anybody for picks. But you give a man a fish for a day. You feed him for a day. You teach a man a fish, right? You feed him for a lifetime. Therefore, we execute what Winston Churchill said. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. And uh, we're lucky, fortunate, and good to live in the richest country in the world where we can share information, right? And we can practice abundance and we can uh, do our best, all right, for our, you know, for our people so we can all be as happy as we can. As we've learned with COVID-19, life is short and we live in a very uncertain, chaotic world. Anytime we can do something to help uh, somebody else, especially we have some commonality, like-minded people watching sports, we're happy to do so. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.